Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kenny Conversation, brought to you by Jags, the leader in high performance aftermarket car parts. Remember to go to Jags.com for everything you need. Well, I don't think I've ever been this nervous in my life. Maybe when I started some Daytona 500 races, I might have been a little nervous. But this is definitely my hero and the most important interview in in two years for me. He's entering his 49th consecutive season of NHRA drag racing. And and we did some research. He is the oldest full-time athlete in any professional sport. My hero, the great John Force. John, how you doing? Hey, I set another record right there, you said. Do you know I still hold the record in high school as a quarterback? Three years, I lost every game. <laughs> Stop 27 it. 27 games. Well, well you, you've made up for it now. Man, oh, man, are you a winner. So, listen, uh, before we get started, I want to let you know, th- this is my disclaimer, and uh, I know my, my face is a shade of red right now because I look up to you. And I want you to know that uh, I'm 60 years old. I've ran. I'm, I'm 160. <laughs> Listen, I've raced in 905 NASCAR races and I'm 60. And I was thinking about calling it quits. But because of you, I'm serious. I'm still I'm still running a dirt car and competing at a high level. I want you to know that that I really appreciate you, John. And thanks for inspiring me. Well, I do it because I love NHRA drag racing. Uh, I was on the phone with Cruz Petragon this morning, getting my butt kicked by him verbally. These are the only friends I got in my life. Uh, but him and I have kind of uh, grown up out here. And uh, it, just the day-to-day stuff, these are all the friends I got. I got my wife at home. I got my grandchildren. I got my daughters, Ashley, Brittany, Courtney, and Adra. But uh, I love getting in my hot rod. It's It's like another grandkid my grandkids are driving uh junior dragsters autumn uh uh robert height uh and my daughter adra's uh, daughter that uh she went to um um indian indy she's going to go to college there uh because she wants to drag race and she's moving up to i think super comp this year that's autumn height so we're ex- we're excited about that and my kids love it and you know, people ask me, what would you do if you retired? I'd go get another race car. <laughs> you know, I'll do a tour one day. I'll go back to Australia and England and all them places. But I really like drag racing. Uh, we got the pro organization. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, they're doing a race after testing uh, down there in uh, uh, Bradenton. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Something a little bit different. And uh, uh We'll see where the world goes, but I love it. So I'm happy to be here. I love to race and, and, uh, and that's all I've ever known, you know? So we're going to get to all that. Uh, the fans really wanted you and I together. So I wished I was there with you, but you're in California. 
you're at your museum. I see it, it looks beautiful in the background, but for the fans, I'm going to let everybody know that I was born hyperactive. They, they put me on Ritalin when I was in grade school. It's my mom's fault because my mom took the Ritalin away from me. So I'm still just wild and hyper. So what is the deal with you? Why are you like me or why am I like you? Or did they put you on anything? You're, you're hyper like me. First of all, I'm not handsome like you, Stop but I am, I am hyper. <laughs> you look okay, good. But uh, no, I just, uh, my dad taught me to get up and outwork everybody. And if you do, you'll always have a job because the, the ones on top want to stay on top and, and, and they need you to do the work. And I've lived that way. I grew up in a little trailer court in Bell Gardens, of course, logging camps. Uh, uh, we filmed for a, a week up in Northern California on our documentary that we keep doing it, but we never get it out. Got a, got a book written upstairs. I, it just never comes to an end. Every time I think it's over, uh, my producer, uh, Brent Travers, was jumping up and down at Pomona when I crashed because he said, we finally got to closing. He thought I killed myself. Oh and then my I come God. walking back in the pits and he goes, well, now he thought he could do the movie. But yeah, I ain't no hurry to do a movie. My daughter Ashley has our TV production company here in Yorba Linda. And, and uh, you know, she knows the book and, and, and she's got it all. All they got to do is do it, but I want to finish it out. But I raced and I won, and then my kids started racing and they won. And then Robert Hyde and Tony Petragon, it just kept going on and on, people, it kept happening. And uh, so I'm still here and I don't, I, I, I'm too stupid. I don't know how to quit. So you talk about your girls. Uh, first of all, this is all about you, but I had your girls in my notes. I was gonna talk about them at the very end, but I wanna know the moment that you went to Ashley and you said, okay, uh, you're gonna be a race car driver or or did she wanna be, how did that, do you remember that moment that you wanted your girls to, to be drag racers? Yeah, but you gotta understand before I answer that, yeah. and I always go a different direction. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this is what perfect. I'm, what I'm saying is my kids grew up at the racetracks. Mm. My, my wife used to back the car up. She mixed, uh, packed the parachutes. And, and mixed nitro and, and wrote my contract. I got a contract from Wendy's hamburger. They said, we'll take it, but could you have somebody rewrite this? Cause they, the spelling <laughs> is terrible. And my wife, you know, she's a college graduate with, with her degree from San Diego state. She rewrote it, sent it in and they life went on. But here we are at Indy and I'll never forget Larry Frazier. I love him. One of, one of the, you know, the handful of crew chiefs that I had in my career, Larry Frazier, we were out there. And I think it was Larry Frazier. Yeah. Might've been Austin Coyle, but, uh, and, and Hey, by, by the way, I'm going to, uh, Daytona beach yep. because Austin Coyle's getting inducted. What a name, what a legend he was for you. Greatest of all time. You know, yes. I, I, people say, why don't you let him call you the goat? You won 16. I said, because I am not really the goat. Austin Coyle is the goat. Mm. I mean, he's the guy that took me, taught me, took me down that road, and 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 won all those championships. And uh, if anyone's going to get credit, I give it to the ones that deserve it. I'm just an old truck driver. That's where I come from, and I love driving that hot rod. And I'm very lucky, but I do live it. I take care of the sponsors like Peak and Chevrolet and Auto Club, and 
Cornwell tools. Hey, I'm sneaking them. I'm sneaking them in here. Monster Energy. That's another reason why I'm so hyped. I probably what? drank too much coffee. I drink, I drink coffee. I'm I'm on a, I'm on iced tea right now, but I drink three cups of coffee in the morning. The great drink, di- the great drink Monster Energy like me, and boy, it'll cha- it'll change your life. Okay, let me go back to the girls. To the girls, and here we are at Indy. I think it was Larry Frazier. Maybe it was Austin Carl. Remember, I've been hit in the head too many it's times. It's okay. Okay. So in the middle of this, it's hotter than heck. And my wife's can. So I sent my guy down to a local store uh, and, and got a little swimming pool. Yeah. I brought it back, put it up underneath the front of my 18-wheeler in, right underneath where the water is and everything that they used for the race car. And I filled up that little pool. And through the course of two days, you know, we used a lot of water, but it'd get dirty from the dust and the nitro. And I'd dump it out, we'd clean it, and then we'd fill it up again. And here we are, my little girls are in there underneath. I got pictures, it's unbelievable. Ashley, Brittany, Courtney, Adra was older then. She was helping run the business. In the middle of it, on Sunday, they turned on the water and said, there ain't no water. We put water in the engines. And like, what happened? And oh, my crew chief went ballistic because I put all the water in that swimming pool and we couldn't raise. So my, awesome. kids, my kids grew up out there and yeah. dirty noses, clutch this, always wiping cars. And Adra, my oldest girl, yeah. she never wanted to, to drive race cars, but I got pictures in my museum of her and I selling t-shirts out the back door. In my first office that I had, okay, I had I was in a gas station. This goes way back. Yeah. And I and I had a and I, I know nobody cares about all this, but it matters. Yes, they to me. do. Yes, they I'm do. I'm in a gas station where a buddy of mine, Ron Rose, gave me a free place to keep my race car. I used to keep it on the street, had to get up every Wednesday morning and run out to my crew, my crew cab. It was a Chevrolet and my chaparral trailer. And I had to move it so the street sweepers could go by. The cops <laughs> let me get away with that for a long time. Yeah. But here I was in that gas station. I said, okay, Adria, you sit on that side of that desk and I'll sit on this side. And if the phone rings, tell them, uh, oh, you want Mr. Force? Let me see if I can get him. He's pretty busy. <laughs> let him set for a minute. Give me value. And she'd say, okay, he's got time for you. And 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 that's how we started in this business. And now awesome. I don't, I got chassis shops, paint shops. I, I got engine building shops. You know, we built all that safety because that was about Eric Medlin. We had to get into that and, and make it, uh, you know, make race cars better. You know, we lost him in a crash in Gainesville. Yes. And heartbreaking, loved him to death, still do. And, and his dad, uh, John, good friend of mine. But what I'm getting at, my kids grew up there. I'm getting back to that question. No, it's okay. I'm with you. But but Adra is your is she your COO right now? Uh well, they call me the CEO, but after I didn't know what it meant, what, they quit calling me that. What is Adria? She, she doing runs now? all my money upstairs. I love uh, it. Yeah. And and uh what little bit there is, but but Robert is a president of John Force Racing. Yeah, and they call me the CEO. I don't I don't care. I just want to race is what I want right. to do. But Adra lives in it day to day with Johnny Lou and Tori and everybody upstairs. And they keep me afloat out here. And then I got the shops in Indy. So I got people there. But what I was saying is yeah. my girls go around it. They loved it. 
So the yeah. first time they never went in the junior dragsters like Jacob and Noah are in the junior dragsters and, 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 and autumn has moved from juniors up to uh super comp. So next will be a fuel and then the pros, but I don't make the calls on my, my grandkids. You know what I mean? Uh, that's Ashley's two boys and Daniel hood. He's my crew chief. They make the calls, what their children do. So, so in the midst, there's Ashley at the races. And I knew she always loved it. Every time she got a chance, she jumped in the car and I'm a driver, dad. And she was just, <laughs> and so we started her out right in super comp and we hired Jerry Darian and then along come Brittany and, and Courtney and they started the same process and it evolved, but probably the worst was the first time I put them Ashley in a fuel funny car. Cause that's what she wanted to drive. Courtney wanted to drive a fuel funny car. Brittany wanted the top fuel dragster. So anyway, Brittany was always different, but those, all the girls did good. But I remember Ashley, I was terrified for all of them because even her mom said, I want to go to Frank Holly's driving school and get licensed. Well, you want to drive? And she said, no, I just want to know what they're going through mm. so I can watch it and know what's happening. And, yeah. um, Anyway, and Ashley beat me. Her first race was at Atlanta, and uh, she had outrun me, so she got lane choice and put me on the bump and went down to the other end. She won. I jumped out of the car. I'm saying, oh, how could that happen? Let that girl beat me. Goes, oh, goes, oh, my God, that's your daughter, and she's over there in her first interview for winning. Shut up and go over and hug her, and then I – because my adrenaline, it's the way I am, but I got on that bump, and I couldn't recover it, and I got over to her. And started hugging her. She was crying. I was crying. So God has been so good to me. I don't know what he's going to do in me at the end, but I can't wait to see okay. what's coming. So, John, let me ask you this. Um, you you started in 1978, uh, and you've seen it all. So what was it like when, like, your daughters and, like, Shirley Muldani, when, when the girls lined up next to you, you're, you're a man's man, and, and they beat your butt. When, when the girls started out running the guys, tell me about that moment in time in drag racing. Was that hard on you guys? <clears throat> well, first, let me jump back. You said 78. Yeah. I graduated from high school in 67. Yeah. With that football record. Right. Okay. You're a badass. But, but you got to understand something. <clears throat> I raced in high school. I had Henry J's. I had a Corvette, Chevrolet Corvette with a, with a blower on a small block. People don't even know that. Uh, I got out of high school. I was driving truck, and and I had a front engine dragster. Uh, we, we always said it was the old Albertsons O's. Caught on fire at, at Lions Drag Strip and, and almost ran over my brother Louie, who was waiting for me at the other end on fire coming down through there. But what I'm saying is I went, and, and I owned race cars. Uh, I had the, the Night Stalker, the rear engine Sidewinder built by Jack Chrisman. I had... Um, I, got, I had Steve Bovan's car. Uh, uh, it was bought at a, at a car auction and, and I took it out and tried, but I never did anything with it. Then I had fuel alters, the short wheelbase. I won't get on a motorcycle. I won't get into fuel alters, but I drove one and uh, turned them over. I did stuff you wouldn't believe. Crashed on a back street in town, went out to <laughs> had a race. And I said, you got to see me drive this. She goes, well, I was at Lions last night. She was just a kid. She thought I was taking her to the horse races like her dad. And she said, you know what? Um, 
I don't even know what this does. It just makes noise. Uh, let me show you. I was on a back street over by my high school, did a burnout and the throttle stuck. I went down, jumped the curb, jumped the railroad tracks. I went into the side of a guy's house and here come the cops. Where were the cameras? Wasn't for my brother being a sheriff. He come there and they said, we got a guy down here named Forrest that almost went through a guy's house. And what happened? Well, what'd he say? He said he was towing by and the car came off the trailer and ran over the fence and the railroad track. So because it was my brother, they cut me loose. So, so you, you know, I got to interrupt you. Hold on. You and I are the same. I ask you a question. And while I'm asking you the question, you hear something else and you go to that. So I talked to you about girls lining up and outrunning you or any drag racer, but you heard 1978. So yeah, but well, that's with them. But what I'm, <laughs> and, and, and I'm brain dead. No, me too. Let's get it out to the listeners. I love what it. What are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> okay. So took me five years to get on your show. Stop it. I thought you loved me. Okay. Your Did brother you? loves me though. Yeah, he loves I me. love you. Oh, okay. So in the middle of it, uh, no, you know, Shirley and other women, but mostly Shirley opened the door, won championships, beat the men. I watched her and Gartlett's verbally out there in the parking lot going to fight. You know what Tell I'm saying? Tell me about that. Oh, just, just at races, Salt Lake City. Gartlett's didn't take no from anybody and either did Shirley. So my girls came up in a different world. You know, you know, they had to earn their way, those guys. Gartlets and, and, and Shirley, the lady, uh, but my daughters, I was already racing. We had it. So I was able to give them the best crew chiefs, the best budgets. I, and the girls found the money. I mean, it was Brittany, uh, the, the big boss over at, at monster energy. Uh, 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 Rodney, uh, he said, love John Forrest, but don't bring him back no more. He brings me out, bring <laughs> because, his daughter. Because you don't need energy drink. But my daughter went down there and sold the program, Brittany. Come back with a contract. Dad, what do I do? He gave me this money. And, and uh, they, they've been a great partner. She won a championship with them. So what I'm getting at is getting beat by the girls, it don't matter to me. Because awesome. when I'm in my race car, I'm racing the other car. <clears throat> and I, in the old days, I used to race the word the snake, the mongoose, uh, the blue max, yeah. the jungle gym. You know, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, Raymond Beal. These are unbelievable people. And and uh, Raymond Beal used to, with, with Dinsmore, used to come every day to the hospital when I was in there. And I was in there for six weeks in Dallas when I broke, when I crashed, broke my arms and legs. I was ruined. Uh, but in the middle of it, I came back, still won a championship. So not done yet. But what I'm saying is racing the women to me was an honor to see a young girl out there like my girls or, or, or Leah, uh, uh, now it's not Leah Pruitt, it's Stewart. She married my buddy, Tony yep, Stewart. Yep. And I don't even know him. I tell everybody he's my buddy. Yeah. They go, you don't even know him. Still my buddy. I like him. But he's a good guy. He's great for our sport. And, uh, uh, you know, NHRA said the greatest thing that ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to bring fans from NASCAR. Tony and, Stewart. Yep. Yeah. So a great guy. Yes. And he's really doing good as a driver. I, I, I And he's got Hagen. Of course, we got our stars. Uh, Austin Prock has jumped into the game here, giving Robert Hyde a little bit of a break. And yeah. and uh, so in the middle, and Robert will be back. But uh, 
Cornwell Tools, Monster, all these people, Chevrolet, they always work with me because we always over deliver. Yeah. And uh, I got to get my stuff together and start winning some races, some championships. So, John, one thing that you and I share in common is, you know, we grew up watching the movies. And, you know, I remember Telly Savalas, Beretta, if you're going to play, you got to pay. You, you and I learned that if we want to race, we got to get sponsorship. You and I are the best at it. I've had sponsors my whole life because I was broke. I was broke. I had no money. And, and I think you're the same way. You are the best salesman. You sell product. And I think you have an advantage over the other racers. It's what we do. Right. They didn't, they didn't hire us just to go racing. They no. hired us to get out there and be pitch men. Right. My first sponsor was Don Steve Chevrolet. And I went you up there. remember and that. Yep, I did a burnout in his parking lot, ended up out on Whittier <laughs> Boulevard, and the cops come, tried to arrest me. Are you nuts? But when I went to Australia in, in 74, 75, they said, hey, will you do a burnout downtown? Uh, um, what the hell was that? Um, Australia? Surfer's Paradise. Oh, yeah, they're racing burnout? down there. We stayed in a hotel, the Travel Lodge, that only had an ice cube, a big ice block, in the refrigerator. That's where I learned how to drink beer. I never drank beer till I was 25 and nothing, just didn't drink alcohol and, and, and uh, grew up on milk. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. my life, milk and Coca-Cola. So anyway, now it's monster and coffee. Yeah. And uh, Hey, listen, I want to, did I answer your question about yeah, the you, women? You, I was you, honored to race any of them yes. and I've been beat by them all. Now don't, don't talk yeah. about Dale Earnhardt senior yet, but Dale Earnhardt senior, he was the, you know, the intimidator. Uh, I'm the Hermanator. Great nicknames. So this brute force just is so badass. I, I know it's, I know that's a nickname, but when did that brute force start? Who did that? Do you remember who it was that first came up with it? <clears throat> My uncle, Gene Beaver, that took, me, be to, took me to Lions Drag Strip. They used to let me wipe the tires on David Connett's car. Yeah. And and uh, <clears throat> my cousin, Steve, we just lost him here a few weeks ago. I'm sorry and, about that, John. And Yeah. And but they were the ones that taught me the business when I was driving a truck. That's how I met Steve Pluger. They had a guy that, that did my first lettering on my car. Yeah. Kenny Youngblood was always part of our family. OK. Yeah. And he was the best. But I remember they wanted a name. John Force. They wanted a name that meant something. Yeah. And Beaver came up with brute force. That's brute. You're the brute. And it was like, okay, I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, you're you're going to be racing these guys. You're the brute. <clears throat> five <laughs> years went by. Right? Yeah. Beaver passed away. Oh, man. Loved him to death. Yeah. In the middle of it, I'm with a guy one day that, that was a relative. And I said to him, um, you know, of Beaver come up with brute force. Yeah, it was his idea. I said because I'm a brute, you know, and I'm a guy. But, and and they, I think they came out with cologne, also brute. I think no, it was, was a, a cologne. Brute. But my cousin said, I I get thinking about these stories. I want to cry. I know. My I know. Cousin, <laughs> my cousin said, John, <clears throat> I'm going to bring you something tomorrow. And he came over the next day with a porno tape. <laughs> I said, what is that? And Love he this. said, 
Here's where the name come from. He had got these tapes from Beaver after he passed away. <laughs> said, There's a tape in here called Brute Force. <laughs> you were named after a porno movie. Finally. I've told that before, but I shouldn't tell it. Look but that's you, where the name came from. I love it. Okay, so listen. True story. I'm, I'm, I embellish. I never lie. You're awesome. Okay. I okay. love you so much. And I mean, and when I say I love you, I mean that. You know, I, I don't say it. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I'm going to tell you something, and then I want you to respond to it. Okay, here we go. Okay, John Force, 74 years old, the most dominant drag racer of all time, 16-time NHRA funny car champion, and, of course, we all know you won the AHRA champion. But listen, this is unbelievable. 155 wins. Now, when I tell you all that, what do you think about when I tell you all that? I think it's 157, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I don't look in the rearview mirror in life. I know. Okay? I look ahead, and, and that's where I want to be. I want to win again because I don't do it just – I mean, I'm – we'll give you a – we'll turn this camera – yeah, but this is my showroom here. But my shops in Indy are full of trophies, and they're yeah. not all me. They're Tony Petragon. You know what I mean? They're they're Gary Dinsham uh, drove for me, and 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 won Indy. You know these these are big things. Um, uh, it's just I didn't come. I come to beat Don Perdome and Raymond Beetle and Mongoose and Jungle Jim, and that was my reason in life for doing it. Uh, a paycheck. I starved to death for 20 years. People don't know that. And I'm working my way back there. It's getting closer. But <laughs> these hot rods, I was a kid. I grew up in a trailer house. My yeah. kids, went, during my TV show on Driving Force, my mom's trailer house, we kept across the street. So awesome. Just in a dirt field. And my kids went there and they cried, like, how did you live there, Dad? Where did, there was no bed. I slept on the couch in the living room. But I couldn't go to bed till mom and dad finished watching, you know, whoever was on the Late Late Show. So what I'm saying is I grew up in a trailer house. You know what the escape was? What? Your bicycle. What? Uh, me too. I love my bicycle. And then, you know, when the first time I got a motorcycle, I remember yelling, freedom in the parking lot. I'm free. And I drove <laughs> off on a motorcycle. And, and then I got a car. It was freedom. And all I know is cars. I had polio as a kid. When I got to college at East LA, I always joke, I went till noon <clears throat> the first day. And but the coach said, You got more heart, you can lead, you do everything, but you got bad legs because you got a polio leg. And he said, You're never gonna make it. You think you're gonna be a pro someday. And uh, I went and got a car that could do the running for me. Right. Okay. And then I took my stories. I was at Orange County Raceway. Yeah. Caught on fire, just come back from Australia, bought a trailer from Joe Paisano. They all loved me because I was a nutty kid. And I had the brand new Monza body. And, and I got them all in my museum. I'll have my guys send you stuff if you want. I got my whole history of cars, every championship car. I keep everything. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with all this stuff. Yeah. But I might have to take it all to Barrett's. Jackson. You're going to be like Don Garlitz. But you're going to keep racing. So it's always going to be a museum. But here, here was now. What was I talking about? You got you said Garlitz's name, and my brain went because I love him. But I forgot what I asked you. 
I can tell you stuff. <laughs> Don Garlitz came over. I won two or three championships with AHRA, ADRA, and Garlitz come over to my car because I wouldn't start one day. And yeah. we were in awe. Oh, my God. And he said, let me look at this barrel valve. And there is, to us, and there's only one God. But the expression is, he's like God. And there he was messing with that injector, and he got my car to start. And he was gone. He didn't want yeah. no credit, didn't want no thank you. You know, he just, those are the people that I love. I won in those days. And I've got all of this, but it doesn't matter. I never came for all of this. I, get I it. just wanted to be Don Perdome. I wanted to do a burnout. I mean, I've won more championships than anybody, but I'm still trying to be like them. They walk the walk. They they are the legends to me. And I, I just keep going down that road. Okay, let, know, me, let me talk to you about uh, Don the Snake Perdome. That's what I love about drag racing. Big Daddy, Don Garlitz, John Brute Force, all the nicknames. Now, I want to tell you a story real quick. You know, I'm very good friends with Perdome to this day because he's a dear friend of my brother Rusty's. You know, we all had the Miller Brewing sponsorship. I had Red Dog, but I was out in Sturgis two years ago with Don Perdome. He loves the motorcycles. Yeah, well, he's slowing down a little bit now, but I want to tell you this story and I want you to respond to it. I said to, I said to uh, Don Perdome and I said to Walker Evans, they're sitting in lawn chairs. And, and I said to Walker Evans and I said to the snake, I said, guys, I'm going to be 60. I'm thinking about retiring. The snake come out of that lawn chair and stood up. And if he's watching this right now, this is the truth. Don Perdome looked at me and he said, he yelled, no, no. He said, I miss drag racing so much, Kenny. You cannot stop racing. So because you, you looked up to him and, and you wanted to be him, and, and now you are, what do you think about Perdome telling me to stay racing, don't stop? You know, Kenny Bernstein said that to me. You know, Perdome said to me, Force, I know you think you're cool and the women love you, but you'll never get out of that fire suit. Yeah, well, yeah, the fire, no max disease. But, but, you know, uh, Don Perdome is still loved by the fans. Fans, yeah. they ask me about him all the time. He big goes to the races, he draws big crowds because he's part of an era. He's yes. still with us. And NHRA don't need to lose their stars. You know, none of them. But... It's just that he gave his life to it. He loved it. I wanted to do burnouts. You know, I can see why he jumped out of that chair. They all, why don't you ever go to Sturgis? Well, you know, they back east, they're in Charlotte. Uh, Petty, uh, Kyle tried to get me, uh, uh, you know, go, go on a road trip with us. I did one out here in California with Jay Leno, but I, I can't afford a crash on a motorcycle. I can't go through it. So I'm when going. I come to Sturgis, I'm going to have one of my daughters drive me in a sidecar. Right. I'll have a, a sidecar I can sit in. Right. But I'd so, love to go up there and hang out with everybody. And right. uh, Perdome's, Perdome, uh, you know, uh, we've raced against each other. He beat me up my whole career. And so I don't forget that. That's what matters to me. We lost Tom the Mongoose. But there was the cars that were the Hot Wheels, you know, the, you know, the, the Snake and the Mongoose. And, and then Snake went on to the Army. You know, and Mongoose went on to the Navy. I mean, it's just a part of life. I've lived this. All I mean, in another year, I think, I'll be 50 years driving for NHRA full-time. But I was racing before that 10 years. So, yeah, 
I'm probably getting too old, but I still sell product. No. I can still drive a hot rod, and I still adore the fans. Let, let me tell you, with Paisano, when I told you I bought the trailer and I went to Orange County, yeah, had a big old fire. When I went to Australia, my wife, I'm not Catholic, but I attend the Catholic Church every week. Yeah, we pray. In. We pray. And in the middle of it, she got me a sink. My daughter, Courtney, bought me this for Christmas so I can find my way home. That's beautiful. This Is that I've fallen address. and I can't get up? You push But the I got... <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite song. I'm still standing by Elton John. But oh, anyway, yeah. in the middle of it, St. Christopher's. My wife was very Beautiful. Catholic, bought Beautiful. it for me. I got back from Australia. I made my run at Orange County, burnt the car to the ground, and I got out and I, I, I didn't know it till later. I lost my Christopher. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I wear two. But in the middle of this, wait, wait, let me finish this. Hold on. Gotta go to commercial break. No, I'm gonna sell some peak here. <laughs> But, Jegs, the leader in high performance. And I love Jegs. I love those guys. Yeah. I was with them for years. I, I think they fired me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> anyway, but I love that whole family, the whole group. But in the middle of this, I got out and Beaver come down to the other end, him and Steve Condit, like, and I'm like, what do I do now? It's, the car was gone. I'm yeah. broke. My career is over. You know there. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and in the middle of it, Beaver said, there's only one thing you got to sell. Get to that TV camera and start with the talk. Buddy, and you're you awesome sell it, talk about your sponsors, tell them how you fought that fire and it was burning the skin off you. And that's where I really started embellishing. And I told the story and the next morning, I got calls from people that weren't even sponsors. Hey, that's we awesome. want to be on your car. My Chevrolet guy, uh, Don Steve, Tom Steves, dad was Don Steves. He loved me gave me what I needed. Wally Thor school of trucking came and gave me money. Cause I was a truck driver. And I, what do you want me to do? I want you to drive that race car. I want you to stand up on that stage and talk to these new people. They think you're, we tell them you're famous and you're not, but they don't know it. <laughs> and that's, that's how it started. So it was a gift of gab. You know, I was always told my grandpa, my great grandpa was hung in Oklahoma for lying. Mm, well, actually boy. we always say it was for horse stealing. But I think it was for lying. <laughs> oh, so, hey, I can't even get my story straight. No, no, you're awesome. Uh, can we stop this and start all Yeah, over? okay. I'm, all right, we're starting I'm, over right now. So I'm, I know AJ England is around there. I know Sarah just left, but they're all listening to us Sarah's right now. a sweetheart. I love Sarah. I know. We all do. So in, in uh, the- Come on, Sarah. This is okay. a- We're going to ask this question on the fly, and it does not have to be perfect. So in okay. the totality of John Force Racing- Okay, including you. You got the 157 wins. How many wins do you think John Force Racing, the whole the whole organization, how many wins do you think you all have? Can AJ yell that out? Do we know? 300? AJ, I can call Dinsmore. He'll know. But okay, I, well, we get I, I don't keep count. They, I'm on the phone the other day with a group that says, well, we really appreciate you coming down here. Uh, I'm not going to do the speech. I don't get on a stage and do a speech because yeah. I'm kind of a com comedy act, but my yeah. wife don't agree with that. I love that. <laughs> but they want me just to accept the trophy because Austin Coyle, the great one, can't be yes. there for really great name. And 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 I said, well, I told this guy, do I know you? I said, man, it's like I got to know you. Where are you at in Daytona, the Hall of Fame? He mm. goes, Force, you know me. We already inducted you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> years ago. And I'm like. I don't even remember the Hall of Fames. So 
that ain't what's on my deal is finding money, keep this ship afloat and winning championships and watching my grandchildren grow up. I, I got, I got uh, Autumn that's 17. I got Jacob and Noah uh, that are 11 and, and nine. I, I've got, uh, I got an IndyCar driver, Ray Hall in our family, married oh, Courtney. And isn't that awesome? Got, and she got out of the car and oh God, I can't lose her. And, but she got two little girls, Harlan and Tinley, best part of my life. My yes. wife don't even want time with me. She only wants them. Hey, how many, as a team, how many races have we won? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, figure it out and we'll get back to it. I want to know this. You, you, you have the, the necklace, you know, uh, it, it's very nice. When you get into staging, when you get into staging and you're inside your race car, do you have any rituals? Do you do anything over and over? I think it was Cruz said he wears the same underwear for days. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you say That's a prayer? He's young. He's not old like me. Do you say uh, a prayer or anything? I always pray. You know, my every wife time? Said, you, you do everything wrong that you can do. By the way, you read the Bible. I said, I don't steal. I don't do drugs. I don't, I'm trying to be good to everybody. I said, but she goes, <clears throat> she wants me to change my ways, but I'm getting better. But I was going to tell you something. Hey, oh, with me. Okay. I'm not perfect, but we try. We're good people. When you get in that race car, okay. Oh. When I saw you at St. Louis, when I saw you at Gateway that morning, you looked at me, you were so intense and you kind of scared me because I wanted to say, hey, John, but it was race day. And I wish, first of all, I wish I had as much hair as you. God, you got a good head of hair. Uh, so do you yeah, have Look how rich? gray it is. No, it looks good. This is funny car hair, buddy. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> Full of nitro. Okay, you, wait a minute. I was going to say something to you and I forgot again. Wait do you have any rituals? Do you do no. any rituals? Okay, I'm going to show you something right now. Okay. Okay. See this? Yep. You know what that is? I don't. My daughter, Ashley, very religious. She teaches in the Catholic church. And uh, I, I got back in. I grew up in the Bible, reading the Old Testament, the New Testament, so many years. And I went back and started reading it again because we went up to Northern California and I'm looking to where I got my first Bible because in it, it says, given to you in 1957, wasn't it? I, I was like, six years old or something. And uh, we never did found the church. It fell down, but we found other things that'll amaze you. <laughs> but in the middle of this, I read the old Testament. I read the new, I read it all again. Don't quiz me on it. I read it all again. I'm almost done it a second time. I live with it on the airplane and all that. So my daughter, Ashley buys me this. And it's, it's a, a beautiful Bible. Oh my Bible. gosh, you're kidding Whole me. Bible in there. That is I got beautiful. a magnifying glass and I looked at it and I see stuff. It looks like I'm looking at my veins with blood going by, but it's, it's quotes in the Bible and it's, it's, it's the whole Bible, old and new. That's incredible. And, and after about a week, I've done everything like, okay, is there something that hooks to this that puts it on the screen? <laughs> is there something? And, and you know, I don't read directions. So you know what I do? What? I call up the company. Yes. The lady answers. I said, ma'am, I'm calling about the Bible on my hand. <laughs> the blah, blah, blah. I said, it, I can't read it. And I said, I put a magnifying glass. I can't see it. So is there something I don't know? And you know what she said to me? 
sir. What? Uh, do you believe in God? I said, yeah. And she said, uh, have you ever talked to him? I said, no. And I, and she said, uh, does he ever talk to you? I said, mm. I think he does, but I don't really hear his voice. Right. I think I do sometimes when I drink too much beer, but, and I don't drink beer. So it's really wine. Yeah. I haven't had a beer in a hundred years, but in the middle, and then she said, then why don't you believe that's got the Bible in it? Oh, I said, well, that's why I'm asking you. Do you believe in God? I said, yeah. You ever seen him? No, ma'am. Okay. You don't see that Bible. Why don't you believe it's there? Mm. And I wanted to yell at her. But <laughs> I did. She was totally right. And I said, okay, if you believe in God and you don't see him, why don't you believe the Bible's in there? Yeah, it makes you think that that but I think the point of that bracelet, John, <laughs> the point of that bracelet is it makes you think when you look at it. Yeah. Think good. I think it's about my daughter, but I think about God anyway. So but I love it. I wear it every day. Okay, so let, let's change directions real quick. We're gonna let's change directions. Okay. Do we I'm got gonna, all day? Do we got till six this evening? Because I, I got another I got a new uh, PR guy coming in. I'm gonna meet. Yeah, well, you want to stop now? I don't ever want to stop. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah. what do you have physically and mentally that the other drivers don't have? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how great oh I am. God. I'll tell you how great I am. And I didn't mean to cut. I apologize. I'll tell you how great that I am. That is a meme. I got to watch it. I got in trouble on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s show. You I got in trouble. trouble. Saying too much trouble. stuff. Don't get me in trouble. I shouldn't have cussed. Bleep Stop it. That. You can bleep it. You can bleep it. No, we're good. And he will. Charlie will bleep it. Don't worry. John, we're <clears> going to take care of you because I'm I'm like you are too. Okay, look here. I studied really hard. You've got plenty of hair. What are you saying? Got much hair as me. No, I spent $19,000 on this hair, John. That's, that's two hair operations at Bosley. I should get them to sponsor me. Would you give me the number to that? Those people <laughs> right okay, let's get back to our show. Okay. 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 Now, now it's serious time. Okay. I got to talk a little bit because I just, it's not a simple question. All right. We have the pro series down in Bradenton. Okay. Now, listen, I know that you're an NHRA guy and I think it's awesome, but we're seeing something in motorsports now. We've got, in NASCAR, we've got the Racers Alliance, okay? And that's, you know, Roger Penske, Richard Childress, all of them, they're, they're all got what's called the Racers Alliance, okay? Then in dirt sprint car racing, Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet just started high limit racing. Now we see this one-off. You're going to go for $250,000 to win it at Bradenton with this <clears throat> Pro Series, and it stands for Professional Racers Owners Organization. I know you're an NHRA guy. I get that, and, and that's first and foremost. Tell me what you think about this. This is a big deal. What are they trying to do, and what do you think of it? Yeah, but first of all, I love NHRA. I've been in it my whole life. Right. And why wouldn't I support the sanctioning body? Right. If somebody else bought it, and I don't believe they'll ever sell it, but I'd support those people. But I am a member of pro organization and they wanted to put on a race. We're going there anyway to test. Okay. And these guys want to try something new to put up some money. And, and uh, they got some sponsors for it and they did it. 
Uh, we got to go down there and we got to pack, a, put a crowd in there like NHRA uh, to make all this work. But pro are good people. NHRA are good people. They're just trying to find a way to, to look at what we could do, maybe another direction. Because sometimes you get in a, like on a race car. After a while, I'd have to go into coil and say, coil, this ain't working. What do we do? And we'd have to, we'd have to throw down everything and start all over. And all we're trying to do is pro is trying to be a good partner to NHRA and show them, let's, you know, we're paying all this. You're not paying nothing. We're going to see what we can do and see if it works in another direction. And everybody wants to make money, more money. We had a race like this in the Winston when the dragsters raced the funny cars at Bristol. And I beat Bob Vandergriff in a pedal fest dragster against a funny car, $250,000. And so uh, I made big paychecks, but they, they only do this every now and then. Uh, and so uh, they're, they're wanting to do it again. And the guys in, uh, from a group that came into pro that said, we can do this and we can make it work. Well, we're already there. Why not? I don't want to do anything ever to hurt NHRA. And if anything, it'll help build our crowds when we go up to Gainesville, which is up. We're at the bottom of the state. We'll be at the top of the state. But in the end, you know, I don't want to get into politics. I'm, I'm watching all, you know, Fox and CNN and all this stuff. I don't want to fight with the world. Right. You know, me and Cruz, <clears throat> he called me the other day over some issue. And I said, yeah. And he, he gave me a solution and I took it. Mm-hmm. Certain people, I just ain't going to fight with people. Right. I'm too old and I love them too much. And they're the only friends I got. And, uh, you know, uh, I've learned from, from Richard Petty. I, I learned from your brother. I loved him. I worked with him with Fred Wagon all at Action, all those years, and the stuff that we did. Uh, life's been good to me, and and it's too short. <clears throat> I'm going to drive. People say, "How long are you going to drive?" I couldn't tell you, but I know one day I got to get out of the seat because uh, I'm getting older and older, and 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 I'm going to want time with my grandchildren. I'm going to want more time to watch them race. But I already told Autumn, when you get in that A fueler, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to load up a trailer and I'm going with you. <laughs> so, and I'll have to get Robert's permission and my daughter yeah. Andrew's permission. But I just love the racing. I, I want to tell you something here. I'm sorry I'm interrupted. No, you're okay? fine. Don't be sorry. <clears throat> I'm at Las Vegas with Chris Blair there. They're running a, a show here at night. Um, uh, and, and, and they were running ju- uh, junior uh, uh, dragsters all day long. And in, in my museum, I have Autumn with trophies. I have Jacob with trophies. And little Noah, he's only this big and he plays hockey. He's bigger now. But this was a couple years ago. We're at Vegas. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's dark. And I'm out on this four-lane track. They're racing. One, they're doing a night race in four-lane. Now, my grandson, he says, Grandpa, why are there four lanes out there? And I said, that's what all us guys thought when it started. <laughs> We're all looking at the wrong staging with the rear tires. We're so screwed up. I won the inaugural four lane in Charlotte. So in the middle of this, he said, all I want's a trophy, Grandpa, like you and like Robert and like Autumn and, 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 and Jacob. And Jacob's two years older than him. All I want's a trophy. And I'm going to win. I said, here's all you got to do. And I don't want to tell him nothing because his dad's talking to him. Yeah. Don't go up there and think about other cars and watch how they staged like everybody did. I went up there and focused on my tree. And that's what I went by. Because when them lights start blinking, you get all screwed up. 
in the middle of this, he went out there and he left and he won the race. Oh man, that's and awesome. Back up the return road, they got him on the podium and he's all like unhappy. Oh, unhappy. You, you won. And, and I never heard the kid ever cuss. And Ashley goes, Dad, you better talk to him. He's really upset. I run over there, and Danny's over there with him. They won. They're hugging. And he goes, Grandpa. He goes, they didn't give me a trophy. Oh, and no. He, and then he cussed. He said, they gave me a jacket. Oh, <laughs> a jacket. They even had me made one. I love it. And, and he said, I wanted a trophy. And he was almost in tears. I, they promised me a trophy. And I won the four wide. And that is, I walked and I walked out in the dark. I was bawling my, I'm going to cry now. I was bawling my eyes out. And I said, God, I love you so much. When I saw that little kid yeah. love it so much, he was ready to fight. And he didn't even understand four wide. And that's why I love this sport, what it does for the children coming up, for the families that can be with their kids and barbecue on a weekend. We have the greatest sport in the world. NHRA is the greatest sport in the world. I don't believe it'll ever fail. If you go to a little track, there'll be big marathon coaches. There'll be airplanes sometimes parked down the road. There'll be big trailers and, and, and little tiny kids and dragsters and nobody in the stands. Right. There ain't no stands. It's a little tiny track. Right. Got one down here in San Diego. And yet, well, who's got the money to buy all this stuff? You don't have any sponsors. People that live, this is their wife's room edition. This is what they live to be with their children and barbecue and race. And I've been at them races in the stands where people go, it's John Ford setting up there. What are you doing? I said, I'm having the greatest time of my life watching these families love each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you, I, I want to say this. I got to interrupt you for a minute. Man, you got me wound up. I know me and you are the same. I'm the same as you. Uh, in life, when we grow up, you know, our, my biggest goal was to not live under a bridge in a cardboard box. And, you know, you and I have raced and raced and we, and we, we make money, but it's kind of weird because, you know, your organization is first class. But it's like you just you just live to live life. It's not like you're looking for this goal. Like you said, it's always what's next. I think that's a great way to live. And I think you've stayed young because of that philosophy. My brother Rusty and the snake and Walker, they you know, they're they're grown old because they quit. And and, and I admire you, and I wanted to say yeah. that about you. You you got all this, but it's like you're not stopping for any reason. You know, you, you didn't, we're always afraid we're going to live under the bridge in the cardboard box. We're going to be poor. Yet you're, you're so wealthy and I've got a little money now, but we still live like we don't have any money. What do you think of that? Let me talk to you about that guy living under the bridge. I just dreamed that up. I saw it I what you want, but let me tell you something. I drive by a guy yeah. that's standing out there giving away stuff. Yeah. You know, holding up a sign military, got kids at home, need money. I've seen it. And, and I always try to do something. Even if it's, I, I drove past them and turned around and drove back in and, and drove in again to hand that guy, even if I only had a dollar. I always want to help because you never know if you're right, but what if you're wrong and they really are needy? 
always with the ones with children. I always stop, even if it's a scam. But one day I had a guy, <clears throat> I drove by and I didn't stop. And I thought, you know, that looks real. I turned around, I'd come out of the movie theater, went back into the movie theater, turned around and drove back up to him. And I said, here, I wanted to give you something. And, and I've done it a number of times at the movie theater, turned around. And I reach out, hand him something. And he goes, man, I can't believe it. It's John Force. And, and I said, yeah, I just, yeah, I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, I, I love you. I follow you. And I thought, well, that's the first for me. Kind of a homeless deal. Yeah. Till he ran over and got in his Mercedes. Are you kidding me? No. And I said, what? I parked my truck. I said, what is this? And he said, tax-free money. But I got so excited when I saw you. He goes, and he got in his Mercedes, was parked right by McDonald's. And I could see him run to it because he running to get his phone to call his friend, say, I'm talking to John Force. So that's going on all the time. You know, they get that money. It's tax free. Hey, they're smarter than me. That's all I can say. So I don't question anybody what they do. I just try to give back. Okay. So listen, uh, you and I, I've learned we share something in common. You and I are so hyper that it's hard for us to relax. And every Tuesday night, I go to the movie theater right here, and I and I hear you're the same as me. You're a movie buff. You go to a lot of movies, and you brought that up. Tell me about that. Well, I'm a movie freak. I, I mean, love it. The reason I, in my early age in the Bible, I just didn't follow it, but even AJ and I will go to the movies. He always sets one seat over. <laughs> okay. But what I'm saying is, we don't share popcorn. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is he loves the movies. He's like me. And that was part of the thing. When I hired AJ, I said, I want you to go see this movie about Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. And it was about a guy that took a job that the other guy didn't know where he'd be. But if you stay here and you really work like you say you will, you'll find that job. That was mm -hmm. a year ago. And mm -hmm. he went and saw the movie. And I quizzed him on it. We go watch movies all the time. And, and I, I, I learn from them. And yeah. sometimes I, I just saw a movie about... Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into politics, but yeah, I know, you know, the movie I'm talking about. Yep. And I come up, I said, what did you see in that movie? And, and uh, anyway, I don't, I don't want to get into that, but, yeah, but movie, about movies are therapeutic. They, they relax oh, without a doubt, but they also motivate me. Yes. Like I saw Ford, you know, Ford you know, versus Ferrari. Oh, well, I haven't seen. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Go see Ferrari. It's out right now. It's really I'm going to go see it. AJ just told me. Yes. But what I'm saying is I love all that stuff, but I learned. Let me tell you how I really learned the Bible. Yeah. The Ten Commandments. Really? The I'm movie. Kidding. Yep. I mean, I watched that, and, and, and yet I've studied it about how did, how did Moses really go and open the, the water? You know what I mean? And here come all the sea. After him, yeah, going to kill him, all these soldiers, the part of the Red Sea. How did he do that? And I studied about it, and he even shows pictures where the Red Sea is layered yeah, at an angle, and that at certain times of the year when the wind blows, you can't walk through it. You know I what mean, I mean? Yeah. And, and so someone's trying to imply that the Bible ain't telling the truth, and I don't even want to hear that. But I listen to it, I learn, I educate myself, and then I believe what I want to believe. Because you ever going to question God? Where are you if you do? And I'm not getting into that with people, but I want to believe. You know what I mean? So, yes. so there's certain things I, I I never questioned my dad, even when he beat me up.
punch me in the nose. You're the dumbest kid I got. Mm. And yeah. you, you'll never be Don Perdome when I left the house. I said, I may never be, but I'm going after him. And I don't even know, didn't even know who I was. So, you know what I find out 50 years later? That I'm what? as old as all them guys. <laughs> I never realized that. I thought I was a kid looking through the fence, you know. John, yeah. John, we, you know, I, I respect your time and we're going on an hour and I don't want to treat you like I did Dale Jr. or Tony Stewart. We went an hour and 40 minutes. Let, let's, let's start wrapping it up because you're a busy man. Bradenton's right around the corner. But let me ask you this. Do you see any driver out there right now that is a mini John Force? Or, or are you by yourself? I wouldn't want to meet anybody that stupid. <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is, is that they're out there. Yeah. We've just got to bring them out of their shell. A lot of times they get into racing, they don't realize why they're there. They're yeah. pitch man. They're Wally Thor. You know what I'm saying? School of trucking. you got to pitch it. And Cal Worthington Dodge. Go see Cal, go see Cal, go see Cal. You never heard that. But that was huge out here. you got to pitch it, but you got to love it. I've got people that come and go, oh, man, we watch you on TV. I want to be part of it. And and I come to work for they're at they're, they're trained at schools, and they're really good. But after they're on the road, they realize this ain't what I thought it was. Right. This is painful. Getting up at six in the morning, going to bed at midnight. Sometimes we never break the, the, the law of California or Indianapolis. Okay. Get myself in trouble. No, no, but you're I'm, fine. You live it and you got to love it. You right. don't do it for the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and there are families that live off it and they're out there with their kids in the summertime. And I love it. I love just seeing them there at the racetrack. Well, I hope my kids aren't bothering you. They can't bother me, uh, you know, because because my grandkids, my my kids were always there. So we're really lucky uh, to be in a sport where, that, I mean, I mean, the first time I went to NASCAR, I was crazy because I grew up on thunder, thunder over thunder road. Wouldn't be the lightning and black magic is the okay. Uh, that was all about hauling alcohol yeah. in the back of their cars. I even met uh, Junior Johnson. Junior Johnson and he invited me over to his house. I said some of the dumbest stuff, and they go, "Boy, what happened to your brain?" And You're that's awesome. when I was young. But all those stories and the tales. And then I met Earnhardt, and then I met your brother. I dealt with him, and I had it was a world, you know, uh, that just even Petty looks at me and he shakes his head. I was just at his place. We did a big deal down there with Robert and Brittany and Proc, and he's building a custom car to go to Vegas. <clears throat> you know, he gives away a, a big show. Uh, in the middle of this, I just look at these people and I realize, you know. You see him standing at a little side gate at the race. And I've seen this happen. Your brother did it. Earnhardt did it. and But it was so cool that it was like, you never forgot. Never forget who got you here. Yeah, and you're right. walking through with that, especially a kid. Don't right. walk away from a kid. <clears throat> I had a guy that brought me a sponsorship. Can't say who it is. <clears throat> and he, had, he was looking at everybody in racing. And... He sponsored my daughter, but his wife told me later, I said, he had all these teams to pick from. Why did he pick? Well, number one, he wanted a girl. He wanted a top fuel dragster. I said, why did he pick us? And his wife said, because when he was little, he went, they live in Ohio. They went to the racetrack 
at the old NHRA track there in, in Ohio, Columbus. And I had won my second race. I won in Montreal, came down, and I won there my second race. Montreal. And I'm up on the stage, but my wife's home having Courtney. Mm. And I was trying to get home to see the baby. I missed, I think I missed everyone. But in the middle of it, <clears throat> she said, you came off the stage. The police were going to give you an escort to get you to the airport so you could get home. They were just going to drive me there. I didn't have a rental car. Couldn't afford one then. Well, yeah. I had to mooch a ride with the team, and the team's working. And this guy came up and said, could you please take a, a ride? And they, uh, uh, take a picture with my kid. And I said, oh, I got to get home. My wife's having it. I grabbed the kid, and I ran up on the stage. <laughs> and I put the kid on the stage. And we took a picture, and I ran back out. Sorry, big old hug. I want to raise it. And I got right off of the cops. Got home. Baby was already born. Missed wow. another one. But yeah. in the middle of it, that man was the kid. Yeah. Okay? Yep. That man was the kid. And he said, you stayed. And, and yet, you know, yeah. just to get a picture. I, I, well, I, I never got any pictures in those days. Nobody cared. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I want to say this. Um, you, in my eyes, uh, and myself, we know how to build race cars. And then there was a time, you know, that we had to quit working on the race cars so hard because we had to find the money to run the race cars. In other words, um, by the way, this is a different subject right now. Uh, I, I know Don Garlitz does it all. I get that. And I admire Don Garlitz beyond belief. Okay. But Don is a different, different deal. You and I are the same. We built our race cars in the early days and we can do it all, but we had to transition into keeping our, our careers going by finding money. Uh, I want you to just say, I want you to just comment. And this is, we're going to wrap it up right here. But when you transitioned from getting so damn dirty into realizing you had to find the money to keep it up. Um, it was a long road. Right. Uh, my book is going to be called The Crossroads. Beautiful. Because in my career, there was so many times I was at a crossroad and it was over. Car burnt to the ground, it was over. Right. Okay. Uh, I was coming out of Memphis. <clears throat> but every time a door closed, God opened another one. Yeah. But is I say, God, how do I know? I believe that, but I do know a door opened. Yeah. I just lost a, a, a major sponsor. I had to park one of our cars. And then like, oh God, what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, I got Proc. I promise you. Okay, Proc, I'm going to give you my car. I'm going to step out of peak. I'll tell them you're going in because I, I got to keep my word to this young kid that's, 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 that's got it all. And then how am I going to retire? Don't even know how to tell them. And all a matter of a few weeks, something took place with Robert. And he said, this is perfect timing. I got to step out here for a little bit. Got to put that car, that kid in. Yeah. And that's that's how that took place. You and just keep like, digging. And here I was in Memphis in the 18-wheeler sleeping in a truck stop. Yep. And didn't have cell phones in those days. <clears throat> Going, leaving one race, come out of Montreal. I'm heading to another one, but I don't have enough diesel fuel to get there. Mm. So I go in and I call my dad and called Collect. He living in a little trailer house. I, I, I carried his credit cards till they quit working. And my dad said, 
I'll, I'll, I'll wire your money to the Union 76 and you wow. can get gas. And that's how I lived. And my dad said, but some guy called and he said he runs a racetrack. Uh, I think it was uh, in Houston. And he said, um, uh, you, you better call him. So I called up this guy and, and uh, I've raced with his two boys that are out there and got, I, I can't think of his name. It's okay. It's a great story. But in the middle of it, he said, uh, NHRA uh, had a race, and they, and I had a match race here. Oh. And he said, I had Perdome, McEwen, everybody. And I said, I know. I know all them guys. I race with them all, yeah. Uh, what do you need me for? He said, well, I, I, I need a race car down here. I've got somebody else. And, and he said, but I need to have you here. And I thought, he's got to have me. Oh. Okay. I said, okay, well, what do you pay? He said, well, what do you want? And I said, I want half of what you were paying per dome. Oh. His name will come to me in a minute. Okay. Dupre was his name. Yeah. Okay. So French Canadian sounding like. <clears throat> Dupre was, he ran, uh, he ran uh, Memphis and then he went up and, 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 uh, or no, Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge. Yeah. You know, I, I lost my first per- final round to Kenny Bernstein. Do you know Raymond Beadle and all them guys? Yeah. They won their first race against John Forrest. Yeah. I mean, like six or seven of them. So anyway, in the middle of it, I said, <clears throat> will you give me half what you pay? I could have got more. Mm. He said, yep, you got it. And nobody That's knew awesome. I, I, I was around, but I wasn't the hitter. And he goes, I said, and I want two rooms. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so I could have got, got, <laughs> got five. Yeah. But, but he, he, he took me. And I went down and I raced for him. And then he took me other match racing. And that door opened. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and that's and what I, I just, wanted to hear. Thank you. I just lived my life like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and every time stuff goes bad, s- something fixes it. So yes. I was going to tell you something here. <clears throat> I was up at Wendy's in Montreal. And I'm yeah. standing out front. We went to Wendy's because we got free food. And yeah. we display our car a half a day. And when we come out the salad bar at Wendy's, everybody was jumping up and down and cheering. But <laughs> the guy come up and said, our Wendy's girl didn't show up. And I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I, I said, what does she get paid? He goes, this is back 25 years ago, 30. Oh, 35, 40 years ago. He said, well, she gets $25, but she has to stand there for eight hours. I said, I'll take it. Oh, my god, 25 bucks. I put on the dress. Everyone knew it was John Ford. It was in the newspaper. And Liggy dressed up. Yeah, I got paid. Instead of doing it for hamburgers, my race car was out there, and it was big old hairy legs on me. It was great. So, but, okay, we're up We're up northern California. You got to take a break? Are you okay? No, 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 we're fine. I, I, I'm up in California. I want to tell you this. We're shooting okay. a documentary. We go up in my old girlfriend's house when I was in Third grade, used to ride on the bus with her, Karma Bennett. Beautiful well, girl. Her name was Karma Bennett? Yep. I don't want to get in no trouble. I ain't saying nothing wrong. <laughs> and she married, a, uh, she married a, 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 a minister or something. Yeah. But her dad's house, where she lives in now, always had a big cross on the roof. And it's still there. And it lights up at night. And, and we lived in this red, it wasn't Redwood Creek. It was Klamath Glen. My dad worked at the logging mill. That's when Lady Bird Johnson said, you're killing all the owls, so don't cut down the trees. So they saved the owls and the logging camps all closed because they couldn't have trees for people to work. Figure that one out. 
Yeah. So, in the middle of this, she had said, I'm not going up to her door. You might get shot if you walk up there. And so AJ and Brent Travers, our TV guy, they went up. And this big guy comes out. It's got a Jesus shirt on him. Big, good-looking kid. And she had been married and had two boys. And she went down to Sonoma and she raced down there. I mean, she didn't race, but she worked down there. And she never got close to see me. But we were like little sweethearts. What does a kid know at that age? Yeah. I used to dance with a broom and I learned how to dance with a broom. <laughs> well, I watched it, Dick Trickle dance with a chair. <laughs> yeah. well, in the middle of it, they went up and they got me and she came out. Beautiful girl. Everyone's standing there. And, and they said, you know John Forrest? She goes, yeah, I know John Forrest. And she goes, and we got all this on TV. I mean, we got it all on camera. And she said, yep. He used to kiss me every day on the bus. Yeah. And I, I thought, what a pervert. <laughs> Puppy I'm, love. I'm, I'm in second or third grade. And uh, girls are awesome. But we talked and it went on. Okay. So then we traveled back over. You ever seen the movie Deliverance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told the story the other day and nobody even understood what I was talking about when I mentioned Deliverance. Yeah. But Deliverance was up in the Appalachians in the back and there's nobody up there, right? Banjo players on. Okay, in the middle of this, <clears throat> we're going back to where I grew up in a logging camp. Okay, where my brother, they didn't have school buses to take you into Arcata where he went to school and played football. And he went back up to Humboldt State, went to college there, my brother Walker did. But I only went till noon, remember that, college. So yeah. in the middle of it, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. In the middle of it, we went to a place going over the mountain from Eureka, from the ocean, where you go to Redding and it's about a three hour drive. <clears throat> but up there in an hour and a half, you go off and go down in, in Redwood Creek and the Hoopaw Indian Reservation where I lived. <clears throat> my mom was in Indian too. I'm not saying it like that woman did it in politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're real. <laughs> I really am part Indian. Okay. So in the middle of it, we went over this stuff. I never tell people, but it'll come out in books and stuff in the end because I've told, but it, nobody wants to hear it. But in the I middle do. of this, we went there, tried to find my old schoolhouse. There it was. The logging mill disappeared. It went under. Yeah. And and I used to go over there and get Coca-Colas in bottles for five cents. And and they had a road to the middle of the camp. If there was a runaway, a runaway truck, <clears throat> all the sirens went off to tell the kids, get off the road because it's, it's going to go by. And, th th and it wasn't a town with grocery stores. It had a cookhouse for the loggers, and that's where a lot of us would go eat with our parents when the day was done. But in the, it had a big old fire cones that were full of hot burning wood and stuff, loved it. So in the middle of it, we're going, we go around the mill, but I said, I lived where the church was that I mentioned earlier. I was trying to find where I got that Bible, but it was behind me, I already missed the church, but it all grew over. So here we are going down the road, and I said, well, the Seventh-day Adventist camp was up there, and, 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 but we lived in a trailer house right there by it. But I, once I get there, I'll know where it is. And we're on a road, and my guys are saying, first, there's bears and, you know, stuff out here that ain't good. You know, we're going down this road. It's like the Wizard of Oz, but I really like deliverance. Yeah, like, yeah. You better watch out here <laughs> what we're doing here. We could get in trouble. AJ was with me. <clears throat> the middle of nowhere, 170 miles from nowhere, I called it deliverance and I'm parked. I said, I don't know where to go, but the house is gone. But my, our trainer sat right there, backed up to the road. And, 
and I said, uh, I don't know where to go. And here come a pickup truck pulled up. No way. Yeah. <clears throat> and I yelled, hey, stop a minute. And the guy, what do you want? And I said, I'm trying to find the seven-day Adventist camp. He goes, it's down there. And he goes, I said, uh, I used to live here when I was a kid. And he said, well, that's good. And the guy went to drive on, and the rear window rolled down, and a little kid, about 12, 14, yelled, it's John Force. Awesome. Okay. Oh, I've yeah. been recognized before, even out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. he jumps out of the car, his mom, his sisters. I said, what are, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you. And I said, well, yeah, I'm John Forrest, a race car driver. I, we know all about you. I said, where's the seven-day Adventist? And, and then I found out that his grandma, his great-grandma, generations would come up there, and they would live by the river in little, uh, little shacks and little places uh, for, for a, a religious retreat. Yeah. <clears throat> and this kid got out and said, can I have a picture with you? And I said, yeah. And now here is the deliverance part that I don't get. Yeah. The kid in the middle of nowhere, he says, I just won my first NHRA race in a junior dragster at Sonoma. I'll be doing up in the middle of nowhere. In yeah, nowhere. It, yeah. In deliverance, it, the movie. It, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, I wasn't going to go down that road. No, I what I'm saying all. is they took pictures. And then later he said, I won my first race at Sonoma, you know, a few months back. And I saw him there. We went to Sonoma and he was there later oh, in the year. Oh, and we become friends. We saw him in Indy. Uh, his dad, they raised. But to find this kid on a day in the middle of nowhere, like God has a plan for Looking me. for a religious retreat. This kid, yeah, and the kid may, may uh, end up driving for me someday. Yeah. You never know. Like it was a sign of something that meant something. And I keep getting signs in life. Coyle said to me once, Forrest, you've always listened to me. I said, yep. He said, I hear you talking about you're 100 years old. I said, yeah, so I don't have to tell them my real age. They think I'm joking. Right. But Come he on. said, whatever you do, don't ever let the old man in. Oh, my God. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Well, I went around saying, Coyle told me that one day. He called me and said, I got to tell you the truth. It was Clint Eastwood in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but he well, said, that... don't. I said, yeah, but he's knocking at my door. Yeah. I don't know what to say. He said, "Don't let him in." See, that's, that's so badass. And, and John, we're gonna end. We're gonna end just like that. Uh, you never that, even got to ask your questions, did you? No, no. <clears throat> listen, you were unbelievable, and I got to ask everything I wanted to ask you. Um, listen, you know when I knew it was time to end the show with Earnhardt Jr. When? When he was over there asleep. <laughs> no. No, I talked so long, I think I put him to sleep. No, John, you're awesome. And I love the kid. Listen, this is a dream come true for me. I, I you know, I don't want to go on and on, but I was the most nervous I've ever been because, you know, I just look up to you and you've kept me going. And, and we've ended this Kenny conversation. Look, this is a YouTube show that I started doing for a hobby and it kicks butt. I mean, this, but, I, this but I'm honored to be here with you. Well, You're one of the biggest names in NASCAR. You've well, done stuff. I, I've never looked at NASCAR, IndyCar. Uh, you know, I, I've lived in this world my whole life. But you guys were all my heroes. And they don't believe it. When I tell them, they don't believe it. I, I can tell you stories, places I was, and things that were said to me. <clears throat> you, you and I left King of Prussia in a van about 15, 20 years ago. You and I were in King of Prussia, Miller Motorsports. We did autograph sessions. 
we talked all the way in the van on the way home. And I'll never forget you telling me, you said, well, you said, every time I get done with the drag race, I fly back home. First thing I got to do is go to the office, get all the mail, open it up. And we had the most wonderful conversation. At that point, I realized you and I were both weird. We're different than everybody else. And that's why we're so badass. And that's why we've, we're going to keep racing while they all sit on their couches. I love you. Thank you so much. And listen, everybody, we are in podcast form. You can watch this on your way to work. And it's so long that when you turn around and go back home, you can listen to John Force on your way home. We're in Spotify. We're in iTunes. Until the next time, the next Kenny conversation, thank you, John Force. I hired AJ because he's just like me. He's just like you. Let me give you my phone number so the fans could call me. <laughs> and I love it. See you later, John. God bless you. Thanks for having me on the show. God bless you. And let's let's uh, let's never give it up. Never. Trust me. For Dome never. and all them guys, they're not giving it up. I still see them out there. Kenny Bernstein, all of them, they still love it. They're, they're jealous still my of heroes. You. They're jealous of you. See you later. Amen.